Welcome to All Day Coffee. I'm Greg Robiard, and this is the comedy podcast that wants to be your friend. Look for my book, Dead Fellas, at deadfellasthebook.com. That's D-E-A-D-F-E-L-L-A-S, thebook.com, slash buy. A third of the proceeds go to relief work in Puerto Rico. Episode four, don't shake the baby. How do the leaf blower people know that I'm recording my podcast right now? I like babies. I don't think that's a controversial statement. They're beautiful, new life, they smell good, and best of all, the world hasn't broken them yet. My favorite part is their ears. Everything else in a baby is tiny and underdeveloped. They can't eat, they have no teeth, their brains are like silly putty, they can't talk or walk or engage in even a basic conversation. Also, you might not know this, but babies are really rude. But the ears, they're this amazing, complicated thing that is oddly geometric and has convolutions and curves, and it's to scale with the rest of their massive lumpy head that is way too big for their body and can't be supported by their pathetic leg muscles. Their ears are very adult-like. To me, the ears are the, their future. Wow, that was deep. I think I came up for the first sermon for the cult I'm starting. Like a lot of people, I'm traveling for Thanksgiving, which means A, spending time in an airport at the busiest time of the year, and B, that I have really poor boundaries. Since I have no boundaries, I'm stuck in an airport with lots of other people with poor boundaries, many of whom are new parents with babies or toddlers. And I think, grow some spine. You have the kids. You did the job. Make your people come to you. Whenever I see a young family with babies, I smile. I appreciate their hard work. Their struggles, especially after getting through security, when it feels like the teeny bit of organization they've worked so hard to create after being sleep deprived for months on end is ripped apart by the TSA. When we flew with my baby a few years after 9-11, all we wanted was to feed him the yogurt he liked, which they certainly didn't sell at the airport because everyone apparently deep down hates our children. And the TSA, they made us throw out that yogurt. Did I mention that my kid had colic and I did not sleep for four months straight? And he had a sensitive stomach, so I was very picky about the solid foods he could eat. Also, this yogurt, this one true yogurt costs like 10 bucks at Whole Foods for a quarter ounce. Weed is cheaper in Portland. But that was the only yogurt he liked. People without kids or who have selective amnesia are like, who cares about what he likes? He's a baby. Make him eat the damn yogurt. As a general rule, we parents don't need your advice. We're going to ask for help when we need to. The one thing that's appropriate to say to somebody with a newborn is, don't shake the baby. I first heard that advice when my wife and I took our new baby class at the hospital. The nurse teaching the class said, don't shake the baby. I was like, yeah, right. I would never do that. Who, who would do that? I would never think of that. Unless maybe they were holding a martini. I assumed in my know-it-all, egotistical, pre-child ways that don't shake the baby was advice for really stupid people, like the coffee you're about to drink is exceptionally hot. If a beverage is so hot you need a cardboard sleeve to insulate it from the outside of the body, it's a pretty good guess that it's going to be hot on the inside as well. Then I had my baby and didn't sleep for the first four months. And I remember walking around with him in the baby backpack, and it was three in the morning, and my wife and I had just had a vicious argument about, oh, I don't know, cornflakes? And this kid wouldn't fall asleep, and I've read Goodnight Moon 6,000 times in a row, and I'm thinking, what if I shake the baby you know just like a, a little little like just a little shake it can't be that bad maybe it'll make him quiet that's when the advice from the nurse kicked in 
What was that thing she said about, about babies and shaking? Oh yeah, that's right, don't shake the baby. That's the only advice you need about the baby, and I don't want to hear your strategies to get my kid to eat the TSA-approved yogurt purchased within the security zone, person I just met in the airport. In reality, you're in a constant struggle with this willful creature, and my older kid's first words were, you're doing it wrong. There's no winning with a baby who can cry for hours on end on a plane. There is no retaliation for a grown person. Babies don't listen to reason because they're rude, and they have no future orientation or object permanence. Listen, kid, if you don't stop crying right now, I'm not paying for college. The TSA took away our precious expensive yogurt because we couldn't bring in liquids in our carry-on. But guess what, genius? I've taken physics. Yogurt is a solid. Sure, it has watery bits, but so do peaches. A super ripe peach is more liquid than yogurt, and nobody stops you from taking that on a plane. You eat yogurt with a spoon, and also, it's baby food. If yogurt were a liquid, I could drink it with a straw without passing out due to lack of oxygen. Sorry, I have weak alveoli. If yogurt were a liquid, I could drop an ice cube into it and it would either float near the top or pass somewhere down depending on the relative densities of the two substances. It would not sit at the top just like an ice cube sits on top of a table and doesn't pass through it like it's being grabbed by Kitty Pride of the X-Men. I should have known then that the TSA worked for the people who had come up with this child separation policy separating my kid from his yogurt. And you know that kid who's now in high school still won't eat yogurt. Thanks a lot, the government. When I see young families with babies, I make sure to smile at them, all of them, including the father, so he understands that I'm not flirting with his wife, and the mother, so she understands that I am flirting with her. I want them to get it, that I'm, I'm with them, that I get how hard it is, and I might talk about how I remember those days, or how it goes so fast. It goes so fast is a really sweet way of reminding people that we're all dying. But then I look at those parents in the eye, smile again, and say, I know it's hard right now, but it's gonna get worse. You think it's hard now? That little baby with the perfect ears you can carry anywhere like a slightly heavy and weird shaped laptop? Last year alone, I heard about eighth graders in my neighborhood smoking pot, sexting, and climbing cell phone towers. Not all at once, because that actually would be badass. So you tell these sleep-deprived parents that it's only gonna be harder, and watch them mentally break. It makes an adorable little whooshing sound when the soul leaves the body. Somebody really said that to me once. When my first kid was a baby, she said, you think it's hard now, huh? Wait until they're in high school. You can't do that to somebody who's averaged three hours of sleep a night for four months. But people do. There's this weird competition among parents. It's a sort of a battle royale where parents are constantly complaining about how hard their kids are. It's like they're expecting a medal. Congratulations, people on the 12-hour flight whose kid cried the whole time. You are the winner. You, you the ones, the ones who had the sex. Congratulations. Your prize? Debt. I can't wait until my kids are the age I am now, and I can still complain about how hard it is. Ha! Huh. You think that newborn is difficult? You have no idea. My 40-year-old, he has no boundaries, comes home every Thanksgiving. Hey, also, don't shake the baby. Thanks for listening. All Day Coffee was written and produced by me, Greg Robillard, edited by all the negative voices in my head. Music by Matt Dundas. Remember to check out deadfellowsthebook.com. Buy it on Amazon. Help rebuild Puerto Rico. Your ears back.